Welcome to Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, where we promote integration and collaboration. Whether you are just starting your practice or you are ready to push the profession forward, we aim to provide you all the tools necessary to form relationships and educate your community. After all, spines of all sizes deserve to be adjusted. Welcome to our podcast and thanks for listening. Hey guys, it's Dr. Katie here with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. This is going to be a slightly longer episode where we are going to talk about the animal chiropractic laws by state. We're going to be talking about the U.S. laws in particular because that is where I am at. Um, If you have the other animal chiropractic laws in the world, I'd be interested in hearing about them. Um, But I am in the United States, so we're going to be talking about those. And it is a big enough topic in and of itself. Um, But before I get started, I just want to say that there is so much room for improvement in the animal healthcare space. And we are lagging behind human healthcare. Um, And I think it's a twofold reason. I think the first part of that is animal chiropractic is so new. The ABCA started in the 1970s. And that is like the blink of an eye. And uh, we don't have very many people doing it. And then second, I think that we're dragging behind because of this just lover's quarrel, if you will, uh, between DCs and DVMs. Where if you listen to my first episode, you learned how to become an animal chiropractor. And you realize that vets and chiropractors can sit for many of these courses and learn how to adjust animals. So they get theoretically the same training and hands-on approach, Um, but the ideology between the two sides is that a DC says that a vet cannot possibly learn the philosophy of chiropractic nor the art of chiropractic in just six short weekends of hands-on training. And then the other side of the coin is veterinarians think that there's no way a chiropractor can learn all the pathology and know when not to adjust in six short weekends. Plus, there's also the the liability behind signing a form for um, a a chiropractor to adjust an animal and being legally liable for uh, what the animal chiropractor is doing. So that's probably a third reason there. Um, But I think personally that many people are looking at multidisciplinary approaches for themselves. And what that could look like for us is um, a chiropractor, a veterinarian, an acupuncturist, a massage therapist, and a canine rehabilitative therapist all being under the same roof working on patients. And I, I personally think that vets work so hard and long hours with a crap ton of student loan debt. And I think that chiropractors, you know, we, we love what we do, but we don't like health insurance. And we sometimes look to animal chiropractic as a second means of income, but then the animal chiropractic laws are preventing us from doing what we love. And, um, you know, both sides are unhappy and we both want to help animals and hopefully for the right reason to see them get better. But 
I really think if we were to work together that the animal would get better care. And I'm hoping that this podcast will evolve and turn into a means of systems management to bridge that gap between DVM and DC so that way more animals can get access to treatment. Because being myself in a large city, I have come to realize that I'm just one person. There's no way on earth that I could help every animal in this city. I could try, but I would tire myself out. And I really think that it's not about you being the biggest, baddest person in town. You have the most letters behind your name. You're the best for each and every patient. I really think it's about just having options available for owners so that way they can find a provider that's going to work for them. It's going to be financially affordable for them and it's going to be geographically close enough to them because a lot of people drive long hours to get their animals adjusted. I don't think many uh, people realize that. So um, we are going to move into the, the podcast topic today, which is the animal chiropractic laws. And I first want to start by saying that I am a DC, so shamelessly I have a bias. I think the animal chiropractic laws have a lot of room for improvement, and I personally think that um, it should be conservative measures first and then invasive measures last. So I think these animal chiropractic laws need to change like yesterday. And um, before I get into it, I want to say that many chiropractic boards and uh, chiropractic scopes were written with human spines in mind. So with that being said, if the laws are unclear or aren't like explicitly written, it's probably for that reason. And um, as well, we are seeing that vets nowadays are with open arms accepting alternative treatments like laser and uh, acupuncture and other things. So they are starting to write into their scope very, very smartly that uh, all alternative therapies are under a vet scope of practice. So it's really opening up what a vet can do for animals, which is great, but it's somewhat limiting um, because it there's not really a lot of written laws about, um, you know, who is properly trained, what that training is, and, uh, you know, who they can refer to if they aren't trained themselves. So, um, we're going to go ahead and get into it. There's several categories here that I need you guys to be aware of. And the first category we're going to talk about is unclear and or illegal for DCs to practice. And this this list is rather long, but if it is unclear, it is because um, the chiropractic scope wrote as a human spine in in their scope of practice. So um, the first one, it is written and it is it is kind of illegal slash direct supervision for DCs, but in a vet scope in Alabama, The Alabama Veterinary Board claims animal chiropractic as their own. The chiropractic board states that a DC in Alabama would have to be under the supervision of a vet only if they have a vet tech license 
and they are being supervised by an Alabama licensed vet. So I don't know why a vet tech license would help you know how to adjust. I really think the ABCA and the IVCA program are the best certifications to know if you are properly doing what you should be doing. And supervision, I am on the fence about supervision because it's kind of like me being a human chiropractor having to watch a spinal surgeon watch me adjust. Spinal surgeon has no idea what I'm doing. So why do they need to watch me adjust? It's, it's kind of a waste of their time and the owner's money to have both people there if they don't write anything about uh, the supervision and the training they have to have in order to supervise. So um, I digress. That's as much as I'm going to get into that. Alaska, it's not written. It is unclear, I believe, because Alaska says DCs are for human spine only. Arizona is uh, recently has changed their laws to where Arizona is a vet scope of practice. It reads that in Arizona, a person is engaging in the practice of veterinary medicine within the meaning of this act for whoever uh, receives payment either directly or indirectly by diagnosing, prognosing, treating, administering, prescribing, operating on, or manipulating. So, um, you know, I tell a lot of people if they're a DC and they want to practice on animals that we're, we're in a tumultuous time right now where it's essentially like BJ Palmer, you know, going to jail for practicing medicine on humans when we know that chiropractic is separate and distinct from medicine it's it's not even close to the same thing and um you know a lot of these these laws are writing it to where it's uh you could use you could lose your human license for practicing an illegal veterinary medicine so just want to throw that in there the next couple here connecticut washington dc and hawaii it is not explicitly written. Iowa, ironically, I don't have anything written for Iowa, but Iowa is where chiropractic was actually founded by Dee Dee and BJ Palmer, and it is written that animal chiropractic is in a vet scope. Massachusetts, Montana, it is unclear. New York, it is a vet only who is allowed to adjust. Pennsylvania, nobody really knows. I have a question mark next to it. Rhode Island and South Dakota are unclear. Virginia, nobody knows. I have a question mark next to it. Washington State, uh, nobody knows. It's not written. West Virginia, it's written as a vet's scope only. And Wyoming, it is not written. So, I have the Wyoming law written here, the vet definition, veterinary medicine is described as to preventing or alleviating illness, pain, disease, or deformity of animals via diagnosing, treating, prescribing, or operating, and preventing the spread of uh, disease to human beings. And if you scroll down a little bit, the practice of vet medicine also includes, but is not limited to, diagnosing, prognosing, treating, correcting, changing, any physical or mental conditions of an animal. So I guess musculoskeletal will be a physical ailment, and uh, that is all they write about that. So uh, many people are interpreting that as, um, you know, it's not DC friendly. All right, so to conclude that section, those states, again, where you want to have your, your T's crossed and your I's dotted, you want to have consulted with your board and maybe a lawyer if you're looking to practice in these states are Alabama, 
Alaska, Arizona, Connecticut, Washington, D.C., Hawaii, Iowa, Massachusetts, Montana, New York, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Dakota, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia, and Wyoming. I will have this list posted in the show notes so you can see it. Um, next, we are going to move on to direct and immediate supervision um, states. I want to say that these laws are always changing. These states could be different at any point in time. So just be mindful of that. The following states are where you have to have a vet watching you perform your adjustments regardless of your training. Those states are California, Delaware, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, New Jersey, New Mexico, North Carolina, North Dakota, Tennessee, and Vermont, and also Ohio actually is being voted on right now. They briefly, hopefully briefly, are a direct immediate supervision state, but uh, they are voting on it right now to hopefully go back to what they were, which was indirect supervision. Georgia has a lot of words. We have some excerpts here. Uh, Georgia practice of veterinary medicine includes, but is not limited to, acupuncture, dentistry, manual or mechanical adjustment procedures, physical therapy, surgery, blah, 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 blah. And then if you scroll down a little bit, it says something about referring, uh, referring, referring to somebody else. Indiana says the practice of vet medicine means... Um, performing a surgical or dental operation or complementary or alternative therapy on an animal. And veterinary medicine includes veterinary surgery, obstetrics, dentistry, acupuncture, and blanket statement, all other branches or specialties of veterinary medicine. So they kind of took the scope away and just that sweeping statement. And then Tennessee also has a sweeping statement where they said the practice of vet medicine includes the use of complementary, alternative, and integrative therapies. So we are seeing lots of sweeping statements in vet scopes starting or were pre-existing, if you will, uh, because this is a new thing. People don't know the training required and they also don't know, um, you know, what chiropractic is. So Uh, We can't really fault them. We just need to work on changing these laws by banding together. Uh, The next section I have here is indirect supervision for licensed DCs. And this is where you get a piece of paper signed and you send your records to a veterinarian. At least that's how I do it in the state of Texas. But those states are Illinois, Florida, Minnesota, Nebraska, Nevada. Nevada is interesting where you have to have practiced one plus years on humans and also have to be ABCA certified. New Hampshire, Oregon, South Carolina, Texas, Utah, where you have to be ABCA certified and get a referral, and Wisconsin. So I think Utah is probably the shining example right now that has the best uh, marriage or compromise uh, between the two uh, DCs and DVMs and the, the lover's quarrel. And what Utah's Chiropractic Scope Act says is a chiropractic physician practicing animal chiropractic shall have completed an animal chiropractic course approved by the ABCA 
or another course that is substantially equivalent to the ABCA and upon written referral by a licensed veterinarian. So that kind of draws a nice bridge. It makes everyone happy because the chiropractor is not going to steal a patient. They're going to refer or they're going to send notes and um, they're also going to have proper training. So I'm, I'm really hoping that we will follow suit through Utah for most of the states. You know, of course, I'm hoping that it will be more open than that in the future, but I think this would be a good compromise uh, or suggestion for us to have for other states as we start to change the laws. Now, my state, I have an excerpt here from Texas, um, animal chiropractic and other forms of musculoskeletal manipulation are systems of therapeutic application of mechanical forces through hands or mechanical device to diagnose, treat, or alleviate impaired or altered function of a musculoskeletal system of non-human animals. It is considered to be an alternate therapy in the practice of vet medicine. So, the State Veterinary Practice Act, this is the VET Act, ensures that alternative therapies, including ultrasound, magnetic field therapy, like PEMF, holistic medicine, homeopathy, chiropractic, acupuncture, and laser are performed only by a vet or under the supervision of a veterinarian. So, Texas kind of takes a, a lot of things away from me. And, um, you know, I don't really care because I don't need all the, the bells and whistles, but, um, you know, it is kind of limiting that they, they've taken chiropractic as their scope. And it doesn't say anything about training of, uh, those that a vet refers to. So I also, there, there's also some other laws in Texas where I can't call myself a doctor. Um, I can't advertise myself as doing animal chiropractic. So I have to call everything I do musculoskeletal manipulation, which is kind of a slap in the face to a chiropractor. Uh, but I digress. So, uh, moving on, we are going to talk about the shining three examples um, I don't have it written. I'm hoping I can get Arkansas's law, um, the written version of it. But um, Arkansas actually recently changed their laws thanks to Dr. Uh, Enos that teaches at the Parker program. Um, where in Arkansas, if you're in D.C., you have to have your ABCA certificate and you have a golden ticket you can practice on any animal um, without a veterinary referral. Colorado is also similar. They recently changed their laws. Where with proper training, you can work on horses and dogs. I don't think you specifically need the ABCA or IVCA certificate. Just a brief little course uh, outlining some pathology and then you are good to go. Oklahoma is where the ABCA is at. And with training, I don't think they specify the ABCA or IVCA. Um, you can adjust all animals without veterinary referral. So I have buddies in Oklahoma that do, um, you know, exotics as well. And I think that there is a definite market for farm animals as well as exotics. So uh, Colorado can be somewhat limiting because what if you want to adjust a cat? What if you want to adjust a cow? You know, um, we really need to open up those laws and also increase the amount of training. So I hope this episode... Um, brought you a little bit more understanding as to what states you can practice in, what their laws say, and, um, you know, you have to jump through all the hoops in order to practice right now as a DC, but I'm hoping through those of us that are properly certified and are following the laws are going to band together 
and work together with DVMs to change these laws because we fill a big hole that vets don't even know that they have right now. And through means of assessing the musculoskeletal system and freeing it up of dysfunction, we allow the brain and body to function better and communicate better with one another. And I really feel like through having um, a standard means of um, seeing who has proper training, like the IVCA or ABCA certificate, we are going to be able to have a written means to move forward, get more animals the care they deserve, and I hope and I look forward to in the future developing an integrative care model where vets can hire chiropractors as specialists in their practice where they're integratively going to work together with other professionals of other disciplines to help animals get the care they deserve. So if you want to join me on this mission and you love what we're doing here, please reach out. Please let me know what I can do better. And you can reach me on Facebook or Instagram at Making Strides for Animal Cairo. Um, and I look forward to bringing you more content in the future. Please let me know uh, by leaving me a review what you think. And I will talk to you next week. Have a great week in practice. Talk to you soon. Hey guys, Dr. Katie here. Thanks for listening. My intention behind starting this podcast was to build awareness and promote our amazing profession. If you like what we're doing here, please like, share, or leave a review. Help us to spread this movement so we all can begin to take steps towards change. Let's make strides for animal chiropractic.